Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Keep up to date with all the latest news during the offseason every Friday on this show. Even though there's no races, he's still at the back of the field, so let's give it up for our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We are now 78 days away from the first race of the 2022 season, the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. 78 whole days. How are we going to survive? Well, thank goodness we got the holidays coming up since Thanksgiving is next week, and then we got Christmas a month from now, so at least we're going to get entertained by some things here and there. However, not seeing any races go on during that time, oh, it's killer absolutely killer. But you know what we're going to do in the meantime? We're going to still keep up to date with all the news and updates that we have been seeing in all the top three series. I really feel like this offseason going into the 2022 uh, schedule is going to be one of the most interesting offseasons that we have seen in quite a long time because we're about to see a brand new car enter the Cup Series. We're seeing a lot of adjustments go on for the Xfinity Series. Now that they're actually going to have qualifying and practice, we'll get to that here shortly. So So now maybe we'll see more cars competing for the races and then also in the truck series everything seems to always change there because we get to see new blood in the sport as well as some veterans coming on down here into the lower series and making a name for themselves once again. So we're going to keep track of all that hopefully every single week maybe the only times I would miss it if there's absolutely no news to report to you guys. Or if it falls on a holiday, I think we'll be lucky. Worst case scenario, I'll just do the episode a little bit earlier and then post it on a Fridays because we got to survive this offseason before we see racing again. So I feel like this is going to be a good little fix in the meantime. So without further ado, let's dive into it. This is this week's biggest news in the NASCAR racing world. Alright, so let's start off with some big news that dropped today, and I'm talking about the knockout style format of practice and qualifying that they are going to have for the 2022 season. Yes, you heard me right, knockout style format for qualifying. I think everyone was honestly really excited to hear that they're finally bringing qualifying and practice back because you saw it during race weekends for fans. There was just so much that felt like it was missing during that time. You come in on Saturday so you can see some of the drivers and cars first coming out onto the racetrack. We didn't get to see that at all for the last two years. For it to come back is a really big deal. And not only is it coming back, it actually is going to come in a different format. Let me explain. Let's go through each one of these. So let's first start off with the Cup Series. So this is how the practice and qualifying format will be set up for each and every type of racetrack. For most ovals, this is going to be counting the short tracks all the way up to the mile and a half tracks. They're going to have a 15-minute practice beforehand and then they're going to have a single car one lap qualifying for everybody in group A and group B is how they're going to separate these drivers and the top five from each group is going to go into a final round where they're going to do a single car qualifying for one lap the only time they will do two laps is at Martinsville, Bristol, Richmond and Dover a little bit similar to what they were doing in the old knockout style where everyone would go out onto the racetrack and try to post their fastest lap, but they're not going to be doing that. They're only going to be doing it at one lap at a time, and I really feel like that's going to be a good idea because we saw how much um, problems a lot of teams were having. I mean, people would be wrecking to try to make it into the race, and nobody really liked that. So for them to do single car qualifying, I totally get it, understand it, but to bring that little knockout style back, that's a pretty interesting concept. I hope 
Hopefully it works out. Hopefully it brings more entertainment for people who are there in the grandstands watching the practice and qualifying. What I think would be a great idea for this is that they include points that you could potentially earn for qualifying in the top 10. Kind of like similar to stage racing. You know, I feel like the five drivers who make it into the uh, final round from each group should get rewarded in a way. Makes even qualifying more intense. Everything, Everybody's trying to put everything they can to make it into that final round. I don't think that's going to happen because otherwise they would have probably made the announcement with this new format. But hey, a man can dream. Now let's move on to the super speedways. Again, they're going to be doing two rounds. However, the only difference for this one is they're not going to be separated by groups. They're all going to be in one round all together, all cars, single car, one lap, and the top 10 will transfer into the final round. Why they're not separating them out into different groups? Hell, I don't know, but um, that one's a kind of an interesting one for the fact that super speedways won't get this special setup. Maybe they think it's going to take too long to do? I don't know, but hell, whatever. But there's going to be no practice it looks like for the super speedways which is going to be very interesting i think the only one that is going to get practice though is going to be the daytona 500 now for road courses they're going to have a 20 minute practice session rather than a 15 minute practice session compared to the ovals that obviously makes sense because we have some road courses on the schedule that are absolutely huge i mean road america's four miles long circuit of the americas is not that far behind we need 20 minute practices for there so people can get around the track at least a couple times but again they're going to be separating them out into group a and group b and but instead of single car one lap runs they're going to be doing 15 minute time sessions so many cars as they want can go out onto the racetrack and try to post a qualifying lap as long as it's in that 15 minute time frame again the top five from each group is going to advance onto the final round and then they'll do a 10 minute time session and the fastest qualifier earns the bush pole then for the Bristol Dirt Race, they're going to be doing two 50-man practice sessions, and then they're going to be doing the same setup as they did last year for heat races to determine the starting lineup for the Bristol Dirt Race. Now, one thing to also mention is that there's going to be some racetracks that have an extended practice weekend. That includes the Daytona 500, where they'll get a 50-man practice session, as well as the Atlanta race, the very first one, the Bristol Dirt Race, Gateway, Nashville, and of course a championship race at Phoenix. Now this one makes sense for a lot of these tracks. These are either the big racetracks or the newest racetracks. I mean, Atlanta is going to get a reconfiguration. They're almost done with that. So obviously they need to do that extended practice session so drivers can get used to that. And for the Daytona 500 and the championship race at Phoenix, that obviously makes sense as well since they're going to be the two biggest races of the year. Now for the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series, their qualifying format is going to be a little bit similar. However, the changes are with oval qualifying, they will have a 20-man practice session for all vehicles and there will be no group separated out here in the lower series. They will be all in the one group, no making it into the finals or anything like that. Single vehicle, one lap. Unless it's one of the shorter tracks that I mentioned earlier for the Cup Series. Road courses, all vehicles receive 20 minutes of practice in a single session. Qualifying round one, they'll be separated into a group. So at least for road courses, they'll separate them out in groups. Just not the ovals and super speedways. For the road courses, they're kind of similar to the Cup Series where they're going to have two different groups for those ones, a 20-man practice session beforehand, and then two 15-man time sessions, and the top five from each group will advance on into the final round, and they will have a 10-minute time session. Extended practice weekends for the Xfinity and the Truck Series is going to be at the Xfinity Series. It will be Daytona, the first race, Atlanta, 
Portland, Nashville, and the championship race, while in the truck series is going to be Daytona, Atlanta, the Bristol Dirt Race, Knoxville, Sonoma, since they're going to the Sonoma next year, Mid-Ohio, Nashville, and the championship race at Phoenix as well. So I don't know about you guys, but hey, this is, I think, is a really good idea. Why not make um, qualifying and practice a little bit more exciting? I felt like practice was a little too long anyways. I mean, having three different practices, practice one, practice two, and happy hour, I felt like that was a little too much. I mean, I know a lot of fans really do like that, but to make it more intense like this, and also at the same time make it exciting enough for people to want to come in in those earlier days to watch it, hey, I'm all for it. So let's hope it runs really well, but it looks like practice and qualifying will come back for the 2022 season. Alrighty, so now let's move on to individual teams. Let's first start off with the Truck Series. What kind of Truck Series news has been announced during this week? Well, I think one of the bigger news has been involving Thor Sport Racing. Uh, it looks like two drivers are returning to that team. They've already announced it, and that's going to be Ben Rhodes, the 2021 Truck Series champion, as well as Matt Crafton, a three-time series champion here in the Truck Series, with his most recent one being in 2019. This is both... Not too shocking and shocking news at the same time. And here's the reason why I say that. I, I felt like Ben Rhodes and Matt Crafton were going to return. No problem. I, I mean, this has been Matt Crafton's uh, home for a very long time. So this really doesn't surprise me. And Ben Rhodes just won a championship. The only reason why I th- saw that he wouldn't return to Thor Sports is if he had an opportunity up in the Xfinity Series. The one thing that does surprise me is they announced these two drivers, but not their other two trucks. And they've already announced that they're going to be running four trucks next year. Does that mean Johnny Sauter has not re-signed with Thor Sports Racing at this time? And is Christian Eckes going to be running a full-time series schedule with Thor Sport Racing? Kind of interesting that they only announced two trucks. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But the 88 truck and the 99 truck are locked in for next season. They already got their drivers figured out right there. However, the 13 truck and the number 98 truck at this time are still up in the air. And I found this one very interesting, but Front Row Motorsports has not yet announced that Todd Gillen is going to be returning to the number 38 truck for the 2022 season. It is marked as TBD, which is an acronym for To Be Discussed. Now, I honestly feel like if Todd Gillen was going to return, they would just straight announce it. But right now, it's not really announced yet, so that could mean two things. That could mean, one, they're going to replace him with a new driver down here in the truck series, whether that's somebody who's already racing in the truck series, or maybe they're going to move someone up from the ARCA division. Who knows? But Todd Gillen, where does that put him now? I mean, there could be an opportunity he moves on into the Cup series, maybe. We'll talk about that in a bit. Or moves up into the Xfinity series. Or maybe he's looking to um, jump to another team. I don't know, but that I found that very interesting that they have not announced that yet. So as of right now, the 38 truck is still up for grabs, according to Front Row Motorsports. So not too much going on in the truck series world. However, down here in the Xfinity series... It's been pretty crazy. Some big announcements here this week. Let's first start off with DGM Racing. If you don't know who DGM Racing is, they um, pilot the number 92 machine as well as the number 90 machine. 
Well, it looks like one of their drivers who's been running for them full-time is not going to be returning to the team, and that is Joss Williams. Joss Williams, on November 15th of this week, announced that he was not going to return to DGM Racing. Uh, DGM Racing plans to field at least two cars in 2022, but it looks like Joss Williams will not be one of the drivers helping them out for the 2022 season. He began in a part-time schedule with this team since 2017 before or running his first full season with the team in 2019. They, he's been able to score eight top 10s, 27 top 15s, and 56 top 20s through 125 starts over the past five years. Not too bad. So does this mean Josh Williams is going to be going to a more competitive ride down the truck series, maybe a different ride here in the Xfinity series? That is still left to be determined. But as of right now, it looks like he will not be with DGM Racing. This next bit of news comes from a team that was able to make it into the Xfinity Series playoffs as driver, sponsor, and team will all be joined together again for the 2022 season. I'm talking about Riley Herbst and Monster Energy returning to Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, 2021 was kind of an interesting year for Riley Herbst. He had a lot of bad luck. So much so that if Michael Annette did not sit out through the summer stretch, I don't think he would have made it into the playoffs. I really don't think that would have happened. Uh, well, maybe Jeremy Clements would have been the guy who missed it instead, perhaps. But he was right there along the cutoff line. And you really didn't expect that out of the 98 team, a team who was running for the championship last year with Chase Briscoe. Now, it wasn't all doom and gloom last year as he was able to get five top five finishes as well as 13 top tens. It was just, I really think it falls down on Stuart Haas Racing. I mean, they struggled all of this year in the Cup Series. So I'm not surprised that their Xfinity Series team struggled as well. So hopefully this year they get a little bit of a boost. Hopefully they can go back to their regular form and we can actually see what Riley Herbst can do down here in the Xfinity Series. But it looks like he's going to be with them once again in the number 98 machine. So Stuart Haas Racing and Riley Herbst are locked in for 2022. Now let's talk about the championship winning team. I'm talking about Joe Gibbs Racing down here in the Xfinity Series. It sounds like they're actually going to be downsizing for the 2022 season. Instead of having four cars where they have the number 18, 19, 20, and 54 machine, they will be scaling back to three Xfinity Series teams. I thought this was an absolute huge announcement. I really did not think they were going to drop down to three teams, but here we are now that Daniel Hemrick is going to college racing next year, and also Harrison Burton is moving up into the Cup Series, that now leaves two open spots here. We obviously know that Brandon Jones is going to be staying in the number 19 Toyota as he was announced in October that he would be returning to the team. Right now, all the signs are pointing that Ty Gibbs is going to be running full-time here in the Xfinity Series, which I think is a great idea. I mean, we've seen how great he's been in the Xfinity Series. If he jumps into that number 18 machine or number 20 machine, I don't know what numbers they're going to be running. They could be running the number 54 for all I know. He is going to be running for that championship. So if Ty Gibbs signs on, which is not confirmed yet... Look out for that team. And I think the last car, I mean, John Hunter Nemechek didn't get an offer, which I thought was absolute shocking. He's staying down in the truck series. So I think the third car is going to be ran by multiple Cup Series drivers. Maybe John Hunter Nemechek from time to time. We shall see. But it looks like the dominant four cars that Joe Gibbs Racing is now going to be reduced down to three. 
Lots of news involving the number 44 machine lately of Alpha Prime Racing. They've had big announcement on which drivers are going to be running that number 44 machine. Well, guess what? It turns out they're going to be running multiple cars in select races next year. I mean, this team has just been really expanding here lately. They've made some big announcements. I mean, it was already earlier announced this month that Andy Lally would compete with the team in all six road course events. And also drivers like Cesar Barcerella, Raja Caruth, and Ryan Ellis, they're all going to be running multiple races here with this team. Now that they announced that they're going to be running a second car for the 2022 season for selected races, maybe we'll see some of these drivers more often than we actually thought. I mean, obviously for Andy Lally, we know it's confirmed six, but we don't know if it's going to be with the number 44 car because they said that their second car is probably going to run six to eight races. My guess is going to be the two restrictor plate races as well as the road course races so big news here for the small team I hope they do really good I mean it's always really exciting to see a team to expand that's a really small team so look at that Alpha Prime Racing multiple drivers already announced earlier this month well how about now two cars in selected races And the last bit of news to come from this week here in the X-Fandy series is probably the most shocking news. I did not expect this one at all. How about this? A brand new team is opening up in the X-Fandy series, and it's going to be a driver-owner car. I'm talking about Joey Gase, the driver who's ran in the X-Fandy series as well as the Cup series, has started his own X-Fandy series team, Joey Gase Racing, and they will run the number 35 machine. Absolutely crazy. I didn't see this one coming at all, but we've been seeing a lot of drivers open up their own teams. I mean, the one that I can remember the most recently was Matt Tiff, where he did that partnership with BJ McLeod, and they formed uh, Live Fast Motorsports in the Cup Series. Now you see a smaller driver like Joey Gase now opening up his team, where he will be the main driver, and he had a lot of great people, he said, that helped him out, including Jimmy Means, Carl Long, Archie St. Hilaire, and Rick Rare. I mean, these are teams that usually run near the back but you know what some of these smaller teams here in the Xfinity series have had opportunities to run around the top 10 so we shall see here but again another team being added on here to the Xfinity series this uh, division has been absolutely stellar to watch uh, especially last year and now with these new teams forming I think it's going to get even more exciting so we shall see we shall honestly see what Joey Gase Racing can do but it looks like that new team has been announced and they are running the whole entire season for Xfinity in 2022. Alrighty, so here this week in the Cup Series, there haven't been that much big news like compared to the Xfinity Series, but still uh, mention-worthy news to say the least, because we have had another practice session with the next-gen cars. They have now done it at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the Oval, not the Roval, and a lot of people are kind of mixed about seeing this testing session. Uh, so one of the biggest things was a lot of people were focusing on the speed times as well as the new pit stops because they did live pit stops on Thursday. Let's first talk about the speed. The speed of the cars, they showed it on the ch- charts and the top speed was around 174 miles per hour. Now, if you've been around the sport for the last few years, you know that that time is not fast for the Cup Series. Usually here at Charlotte Motor Speedway, we see these cars running around the 180s and 190s. Seeing them in the 170s is a little bit worrisome. However, I would not stress out too much for this. The only reason why I say that is because these teams are not running at full speed here during the testing sessions. They're trying to get a feel, see what things that need to be adjusted. They're not going to be running qualifying speeds here for test sessions. That would be a little too silly. 
Now, one thing that was kind of experimented on and a lot of people are not happy about is the live pit stops. As you guys are aware, they are moving away from the five lug nut tire change to one big giant lug nut. Now, the five lug nut tire change has been a staple in the sport for many, many years now. So to see it change, a lot of people who don't like change are obviously going to be really upset with it. If you're a fan of the sounds, what they made, then you're really upset because right now, the way with the one lug nut, it sounds more of like a Formula One pit stop, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, it looks like the speeds are a little bit faster down pit road for the tire changes, but it's definitely going to be a different feel to say the least. Um, this is honestly your personal opinion. I'm not going to say which one is better than the other. I think I like the one lug nut idea now that the fact that these teams will not get fined uh, $10,000 because they had one loose lug nut. I thought that was always a really silly rule that they started to implement here in the last couple of years. But I can understand that also at the same time, not hearing that sound that a lot of people kind of took for granted. We're now never going to hear that again here in the Cup Series. So uh, again, testing session, they're doing some adjustments. It sounds like they are going to remove an inch from the spoiler. Some positives and negative things here for the next-gen machine. Some big charter news. Looks like 2311 Racing has been able to acquire their second charter. And it comes from one of the teams who's been running near the back that had a charter, Starcom Racing. Starcom Racing already announced a couple months ago that they were not going to be running full-time here in the Cup Series next season. And it sounds like they're actually going to shut down, which is a bit of a shame, but it is what it is. We've seen a lot of smaller teams usually run in the Cup Series for a few years and then uh, fall off out of nowhere. This is one of those examples. But now 2311 has now acquired a second charter for their team, which a lot of people were shocked at first because everyone thought that Kurt Busch potentially could be running without a charter next year. And Denny Hamlin was almost kind of in a give-up state. He, he was really mad about that situation when that deal fell through with Front Row Motorsports. Now they don't got to worry about that because Starcom Racing has now had their charter up for sale and the team has been able to acquire it no problem. So we'll see the number 45 car make it into every single race no problem. And the last bit of cup news we will talk about is with Front Row Motorsports. So remember when I said that the Truck Series team, they were not sure who was going to be driving that car? Well, it looks like it's the same thing for their number 38 machine because our boy, Anthony Alfredo, oh man, our good boy that we've made fun of quite a few times, will not be returning to Front Row Motorsports next year. He was released, which means the number 38 car is open for another driver. Now, there's a lot of big drivers who could have an opportunity in this car. I mean, a lot of people are looking at Matt Benedetto, maybe Ryan Newman. You could see even Todd Gillen move up and skip the Xfinity Series into the Cup Series. They have done that before. I mean, look at John Hunter Niemicek. He didn't really run a full um, season within the Xfinity Series or Anthony Alfredo. So I would not be surprised if they move another driver from the Truck Series on up into the Cup Series. We've seen it happen before. But sadly, the driver who will not be in the number 38 machine will be Anthony Alfredo. Where he'll go next year, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe he goes back down into the truck series. Maybe he even gets a ride in the Xfinity series. I'm not sure, but kind of a shame here. It's a similar to the John Hunter Nemechek story where he just absolutely struggled moving up into this top series and then he had to move back down, release after one year. It looks like the th same thing has happened to Anthony Alfredo. But because of that, we have another opening here in the Cup Series, so we'll have to keep an eye on who will be driving the number 38 machine. 
And that will conclude the last bit of news that we have seen here for this week in the NASCAR racing world for the third week of November. Uh, some big news, definitely, for sure. Uh, still some news that have been left unannounced. I mean, there's still a lot of rides out there that could see a potential driver come in and maybe even be a force to reckon with for the championship in the Xfinity Series or the truck series. So we'll keep an eye on all those. But again, I plan to do this every single week. I feel like this is a great idea. The only time I won't do it is when there's absolutely no news. But I really don't think that's going to happen because this offseason is already looking to be a crazy one for sure. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I need to find a way to survive the offseason. So if you can uh, send me a message on there, make sure that I'm still alive. You can follow me at TylerV33, or you can look me up at NASCAR Field Filler Podcast or Vanilla Wafers. I pop up either way. You can also check me out on TikTok. I've been posting daily videos. That's right, daily videos coming from TikTok. I've been doing segments such as Fast Facts. I've been doing stories about smaller teams who just weren't able to make it into the Cup Series, some controversial moments, and then anything that I find to be a little humorous. So you can follow me on there as well. I'm at Vanilla Wafers 44 Or check out the website, see how everything's going there. If you want to message me directly, go to NASCARFieldFiller.com where you can see the latest updates that are going on here for me as well as some of the other hosts for this channel. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>